This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, Pella, they're day one, man. They're, they're, they're day one homies for the Nick Bob Podcast. They've been with me from day one. And, you know, not only is Pella a great company, they got great people there. I went to school with my guy Vince, just a great dude. They're the kind of people you want to do business with. And if you've pushed off a project with some windows or some doors, something like that, now is the time to turn that project into a reality because we all know a new set of windows, a new door can do a lot of things for you, can change the look, the vibe, the feeling of your home. It can add value to your home. Plus, it can make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some. Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home. And again, working with the people at Pella, second to none. So hit them up online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. Runza has an app, and you need to download that app because as a father of two little kids, anything that can increase speed and efficiency when it comes to eating, I'm all for it. And the app does that. I can order food on the app, pop into the restaurant. It's ready for me. It's hot. I'm in. I'm out. I'm now like a finalist for dad of the year or something like that. And it's in large part due to the Runza app and ordering is a breeze on the app. You can customize your order. You can get all your favorites just the way you want them. Plus, you can earn points for rewards in the app. You can score free food from Runza in the app. So go download the Runza app. You can get Runza, get rewards, then get more Runza all on the app. Runza makes it all better. All right. Well, it finally happened. Some some people got hired. Bo Rude in the hizzy, Nicholas Allen Baugh in the hizzy. Uh, I guess... So Whipple, Rayola, Joseph hired, did up as my son screams from the top of the stairs. Uh, did this play out in terms of a timeline? Because that felt like every day I played Tom Petty, the waiting is the hardest part. Like the waiting is the hardest part. That's I because I, I think when when Frost made his moves, I kind of thought like Monday, Tuesday after Black Friday, like things would would go maybe maybe like usc and lsu's deal like through a a ripple i i think for whipple the ripple for whipple as as it's been called across the country (laughs) the ripple for whipple (laughs) Uh, i think the ls the the brian kelly to lsu thing at the last minute was the big uh kind of wrench into this because i think because that affected mickey joseph mickey joseph and the recruiting thing right that's a big chunk of i think what they wanted to get done just for the recruiting aspect um but your boy whipple oh i think that was they went on that probably right away um so you know they they made the coaching change in um two weeks to go in the season i gotta think that they were there was feelers happening oh i bet quick, they were right because you know this guy coached you know a, a potential Heisman Trophy winner, and he's not going to leave. Yeah, and they, and they just, or whatever. You and they know, just won and the ACC, right? Yes. So they just win the ACC, and the next day he resigns. I mean, that tells you that like there were things happening. Behind. He didn't even have to think about it. Like right. it was done, and he had to finish, and it was over. So it right. might have been done. Um, so that's that's a to me. I'm like I'm impressed that. After the Steve Peterson debacle of like 30, 30 some odd oh days, man, that I, was I was Penny w- waiting is the hardest part. That, like that was what I was worried about, right? Right. Well, here, I think I, I think sometimes like I, this early signing period doesn't necessarily not to totally throw away high school recruiting, but this early signing day scenario is of in December has sped up the whole carousel thing and hiring wow. and firing and cycle of all this, but it's not as crucial for Nebraska because they're going to be more in the portal. And so for me, I, I was all nervous. Like, Oh my God, signing day is coming. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. And it's like, well, I mean, it's more, they're more, 
dipping their toe in the portal than they are yeah. high school recruiting. So the big the big narrative of the last two weeks. Give though, me the big narrative is that the portal, which is exploding, like yeah. think whatever the record that was last year, it's you know it's not doubled, but it's close to. I mean, it's like there's that many more players in this portal, and the narrative is that it's making high school recruiting less important. Yeah. So the, there was a big article out about how quarterbacks now are having a hard time getting the same amount of offers because these coaches are recruiting the portal over yes. the high school kit. Now, how much is that happening for all position groups? I mean, not probably as much as quarterbacks, but it, it, it's significant. So there is going to be, there's a flood of kids in this portal and more than last year, I got to think there's going to be a lot of kids that are not going to find a home. So the, right. The high school recruits are still coming if you're good, but it's like, now it's like there's either going to be a lot of high school kids left out or these portal kids totally out. There's, Hey, there's only so many chairs to the dance. And right yes. now it's like, somebody's getting left out. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it from, from a coaching perspective, would you rather bring in a, a guy that is a junior that has been in college for two years that can play right away and you know he can't transfer again because mm -hmm. he's already transferred or do you want to bring in little timmy who just just got his first kiss and still has a curfew <laughs> you no know, we talk about a little timmy. yeah like and who could come in he can't help you right away no. he might transfer so like i get it that like the, there's ramifications to this this move and some people in the portal might get left out, but it's going to hurt high school recruiting. But the reason I brought that up is because, like, I was, like, nervous every day. Like, oh, God, where's oh, – no news today, no news today. But then I was like, well, the, the signing – early signing day is not as – doesn't matter as much. No, I'm actually, like, I'm more interested in our, our portal picks because, I mean, for me, it's like Samari Touré – is a great example of how valuable the portal can be. I mean, with Kentucky, they got Wandale. Right. Like, you know, like, let's be real. Like, if you're pulling guys like that, those are such better players totally. than almost any three, four-star guy you're going to get out of high school. I mean, maybe there's a five-star guy. that, But how many guys coming out of high school are going to be Torre? I would say almost none. I would say basically none. I mean, so, yeah, you're, that, that's the thing is how many four and five star guys come in and produce to the degree of Wandale Robinson, Samari Ture, Kenneth Walker, yeah. uh, you know, like you just don't see it very much. So I, mean, I, I would say that especially oh, like, you know, like yeah, the Michigan State running back, you go, OK, like you got like, would you rather recruit that guy for two weeks or some other kid for two years? <laughs> right. Like, I'd rather get to the boosters and be like, get this guy some NIL and I'm going in this week and we're selling hard. Like but, it's almost a, it's a, it's a different strategy, but if I'd say there's probably like, yeah, there's a lot of guys in the portal that like are in there for a reason and they're not good, but then the guys that are good, right. That are actually transferring, man, I'll tell you what, That's those guys are, are becoming a different kind of commodity. commodity. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you how stressed you were with that because like my, my range of emotions has, has definitely, gone up and down because I was nervous about it. But then I thought, okay, well, I mean, really the timeline of this wasn't as important as I thought it was. You didn't want to wait. You didn't no. want to get into, you know, get to like Christmas and not have anybody hired. But at the same time, I don't think the, the delay was as big of a deal as they maybe thought. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy. Thought. I'm happy that like, so, you know, we think if we didn't fire coaches two weeks out, and then, you know, these coaches that just coached in these conference championship games, like now they'd be the first time that these would even be available right. to start talking, you know. So a guy like Whipple, Whipple, who whips it good, who, he whip it, he whips it. Uh, you probably don't get, I don't know, maybe, if you're maybe somebody else is on him versus like uh, my assumption is that we got on him pretty quick and this was a done deal, you know, and like, and now he's probably, you know, after his quarterback wins and, they win the t like you you know your status and your and your right. your value goes up so it probably helped us that we were on it quick before right you know right. these other job openings happen after the season that um I think we might have got a jump on it I mean, I, I got to think this was the right move when you get the guys you want you can't say anything other than maybe this was the right way to do it yeah from a broad standpoint 
Whipple, Joseph, and Rayola. We'll I'm, we'll talk about all three individually. Yeah. Overall, I don't you know I don't want to give it like a great. I don't know if I. I mean, would you give them an? Would you give this an A? Uh, I, I'm like just if gonna, you're talking about the totality of. I them don't all, think I can give it a grade. I can give it my gut, right? Okay. So my gut was when they hired Mike Riley. My gut said no. Yeah. And nothing against Mike Riley. I just didn't <laughs> Western, feel Western good Camp said he had to Google him. Yeah, I mean that's bad. It's <laughs> bad, right? We all kind of did. We're like, what, Mike? Mike Riley? I had to. Chargers coach from 20 years ago or something. You know. <laughs> For, and it was with the Big Ben. Right. The Big Ben uh, connection. But, you know, like, I liked it. The Mickey Joseph, I really liked the Mickey Joseph. And the Riola, like, I, I don't know much about him other than I remember the name because he's a Wisconsin. He's Dominic's brother, and, and I, yeah. I remember him going to Wisconsin too. Uh, but you know he's been at the Bears for three, four years. Right. So well, let's um, get let's let's get into. Do you want to talk about Whipple first? Hit I don't it. know if this can hit this. it. Uh oh. Oh. What's this happening? Song this song takes too long to build up to it. There's a lot of songs with whip. We chose. You were going to choose. I was going to choose. Is it Devo? Whip it good. Whip it good. But, but we went jazz band. Wait for it. How about this for production? Yep. <laughs> and if anybody knows how the song actually goes, we really want you to hear the whole thing. So. <laughs> uh... We are high class here. Oh, I thought they came there, Dave. No, oh. it takes a long time to get to it. I love these bands. How many, how many motherfucking people are in the Daz band? Hey, let me just say something. Everybody's got a microphone. <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire Daz band. Like they were like, can we get thirty-two people in I mean, the group? You gotta love it though. It takes a lot of people to come to come with, they a, make with a track music. like that. They make but I hope music. Whipple, like anytime he walks into a room or does anything, like next year at Memorial Stadium, when there's a touchdown in the red zone, and it was a great call. I'm all for it. Okay, but okay, so Whipple, Super Bowl champ, so whip. Super Bowl champ at the Steelers. He won a Division II national title. He's, I think, 64 years old, grizzled veteran. He was a UMass head coach, was a Pitt offensive coordinator. Uh, Pitt this season, they averaged 43 points per game, which is third nationally. They got their quarterback, Kenny Pickett, who is a Heisman finalist, who put up outstanding numbers. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to like in there. I also like that, you know, he's a, we talk, he's an older veteran guy that I think can two things. He can help mentor Frost and... I think a guy like Whipple is someone that Frost can feel comfortable taking off his like his whistle, you know, like you wear it now. Like, <laughs> Boy, be the headset, man, not the whistle. He's the head coach, so he, need, he needs the whistle. <laughs> have a coronation uh, ceremony in give Frost. Give him the, the play calling sheet. Yeah, you're like, here's my whistle. <laughs> I, I will no longer be on the field. Like he's not going up in like the the like crow's nest up top like where's coach frost there he is <laughs> he's up there he never comes uh, down so it's not so so he'd be handing him the the play yeah, he's, sheet. so scott frost is still gonna coach nick okay. right yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> come again <laughs> but he whether he's handing him the play sheet the headset <laughs> why, why did your brain go to whistle <laughs> Oh man! Whatever. <laughs> it is my whistle. I will never blow it again. It is yours to blow. It's blow it, blow now. I'll never blow this whistle. I always appreciated every blow of the oh. whistle. It is yours now. Let's whip. Okay, but I guess what I was trying to say is you can you can hand him the keys to the offense and yes. say, this go. guy's got the cred. I mean, yes, not only has he been a head coach in his team, and I, I love the fact he's been a head coach for a team that won a national title. I don't care if it's totally if it's not. It's all relative. Won. You know how hard it is to win yes. anything. Right. Like, that's why, like, I, I I have so much respect to anybody that can win on any level. If it's yep. high school, 
if it's D2, whatever, it's still winning, right? right. Um, and then he's got the Big Ben Super Bowl. Like, when he was coaching Big Ben, he won a Super Bowl. Think about that. I, I It's still Big Ben, but, right. like, you, you get to see things at the highest level, and that, to me, is important. At a high, high level in a very good league, I like this hire for that fact. This is a veteran. Like you said, he'll bring he'll bring sort of like old wisdom right. that I think will go a long way with Frost. Um it seems like he's a very detailed guy. The 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 paper said he has a very thorough like preparation system or whatever. And I I, I don't know. I think this is gonna be good. I have a I felt good I like about it. it. My gut said this is good. I don't know enough about Whipple to feel like totally right. confident yet i gotta see him you know in action but i like my, it on paper a lot on paper my gut said i like it the nick bob podcast is brought to you by my good friends at white castle roofing and i've owned two homes in my life one in omaha and now one in lincoln and both times when i had some damage to my roof white castle roofing was who i trusted with the job i had some hail damage to my roof in omaha white castle took care of that and did a great job and then i had a leak with my skylight in lincoln my guy ben from white castle was able to come over take a look at things get the pieces needed to fix it communicated every step and boom the crew was over and knocked it out quickly done and done the crew was amazing man they're fast they're efficient they were awesome cleanup was a top priority and most importantly they did a fantastic job you can't trust just anyone with your roof and trust me you can trust white castle roofing check them out online whitecastleroofing.com that's whitecastleroofing.com white castle roofing built with trust proven by time because uh, i've always wondered what it's like for frost where i liked i've liked the makeup of his staff but the, the there probably isn't very many people that he can go there's a difference like you can go pick ron brown's brain but ron's never been a head coach it's everything's different when you are the head coach yeah. and the fact that now frost has someone else that has sat in that chair blown that whistle that he has passed on to him. He the whistle of a coach. The, the whistle of a coach. But you have someone in the building that you can bounce stuff off of. Hey, how did you handle this? What do you and or and maybe he come and say, Hey, just just throwing this out there. When I was at UMass or whatever, we did it like this. Well, all that stuff makes a difference. So I like that he can mentor Frost. I like that he's got the cred to totally run the show. Um and then the fact that whenever you you can, whenever you can have like, hey, my quarterback just look at these numbers, and this dude's a Heisman finalist. Yeah, and hopefully that can help lure a transfer portal quarterback. Uh, th that's the other part. Like between Mickey Joseph and uh, Whipple, Whipple, yeah. They got some recruiting cred right now. So I mean, totally. Whipple, when it comes to working with quarterbacks, you know how that that thing works. Like it's not, it's not like other positions. Like these quarterback guys, like they just have like it's a different world. Like if you're a quarterback guy, the people like these quarterbacks out there, they know the 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 handful of call you know ten or twenty guys in the country that are like the guys. And this guy seemingly is now one of them, right? right. Because his guy is Heisman, like. So now, like, he's got a good chance of getting good quarterbacks. Well, and I don't know. I think the most powerful thing in recruiting is not a, which, all, credibility, all that stuff, is, is proof of concept. When you have a success story, like the fact that Whipple could go sit in the living room or call Kenny Pickett film, you could, all the things that Kenny Pickett did were going to put you in those spots. Like, yeah. Your recruiting was diff was a little different because of of the Nebraska ties, all that stuff. But one of the things that for me, like when I was getting recruited, was I wanted to be able to look at the team and a specific player and see if I oh I can do I could be that. Yeah. Like for me, when I was playing, I was like I watched Jeff Boshi, I watched Kirk Heinrich, and I was like I could I I kind of fit that. Yeah. Like I I could oh, I yeah, could be that sure. you know. And I watched Creighton, and you're like okay, I fit some of the way they do things like. I think that also makes a difference is where you 
the, the I guess what I'm saying is the sales for Whipple is is easy. Where it's like, man, listen, listen, what we did with Kenny Pickett. We're gonna do. We're gonna put you in this exact same system, and we're going to do all the things that allowed Pickett to explode. Okay, and I I gotta confess, I didn't watch one pit game in the last three years, so I haven't. I've seen, only watched highlights of Pickett. I, I haven't seen like what this offense actually looks like. I really haven't. Um, so I, I'm, but, well, but I thought, was he, was it 500 yards a game they're averaging this year? Yeah. It was something it's like a that. big I mean, number. It was like, I think it was third in college football, 500 plus yes. yards a game. I mean, that's incredible. That's incredible. awesome. So I, I would love to see kind of what their offense looks like. Well, but, and I wonder how, if it's going to be completely the same, if it's going to, there's going to be a blending of like, yeah. I'd imagine Frost and Whipple get together and kind of like Ter- mesh the some terminology, yeah. I think is the big, the big thing. And then kind of how the line, how the line blocks will be another part of it too. Right. Cause like, I mean, we've been very like zone oriented and like the more we, you know, I think you go towards like what we call base blocking, which is like true. Like, you know, right. when you see like power plays and right. like down and like that's different than true, like zone. Um, so we'll see kind of how, how much the philosophy and the offensive line changes uh, yeah, a with wholesale Whip, thing with Whipple and Riola, right? right? Like that, that will be, um, you know, something to keep your eye on. Other thing that was the, that's well, one more good thing. And then we'll get to, if I have to conjure up a concern. Yeah. Three years. Well, first of all, uh, red zone touchdown percentage this season ranked 19th nationally. Nebraska has been atrocious in the red zone. So Whipple, they, yeah. they've, been good in the red zone and then in his three years at pit red zone touchdown passing three years at pit 41 touchdown passes in the red zone only two interceptions during that time for nebraska they have 14 touchdowns and four interceptions i'll tell you think about that i'll tell you something so i mean again what Frost offense and Grant, it's they moved the ball. They put up yards. They just couldn't seal the deal when they got in the red zone. Even just bringing a guy that has a great red zone feel is going to make a big difference too on a variety yeah. of fronts. If there had to be some concern, I would say he's been a guy that's been pass more pass heavy. It's not like airing it out, you yeah. know, sixty five times a game. It's not like that. But this is courtesy of John Bishop who ran some of these numbers. These are, uh, you know, you. Nebraska's ran the ball about 60% of the time this past season. Past eight years with Whipple as a head coach and an offensive coordinator. These were the percentages of run plays. 44%, 44 44%, 45%, 48%, 46%, 47%, 48%. So he's mm. he's been more, I mean, it's still about 50-50, which yeah. is fine. But nevertheless, I think... He's not a. This isn't like a go run it down your throat kind of a thing either. It doesn't feel like a power run game hire, no. does it? Like this feels like we just we just got the, one of the most seasoned passing offensive coordinators that's you know that's hot right now in college football. Like that's what it feels like. Um, and the numbers kind of bear that out. And the numbers bear it out now. Now I think this is where I won't. I'm not going to trash it till I see what happens. Agreed. Right? Is, I'm just throwing. I'm just trying to contra- Half of the battle is can you get the guys, and if this guy can help you get the guys and execute, just and score points. I don't really care if he can do it with passing. I don't really care. I don't. Either. Um. The, the the issue is I think we've all been like, uh, we've all kind of had in our mind maybe do we need to go to something different right? Do we need a full-scale change in philosophy, power run? I mean, people have been talking about the power run for a couple of years. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know if that's like, okay, we have to do that's the only way to do it. But um, I, don't, I just don't know. It doesn't well, look like they're, they're well, trending towards that any more than they were. But we also had a lot of success throwing it the last couple well, of games. Well, that's, I mean, ago. the one thing I was, I've been thinking about as, you know, there's been this like, couple of week period where there hasn't been anyone hired and so you just you kind of go crazy thinking about a bunch of different things i i don't know if i ever really bought remember for a while it was like jerry kill it's gonna be jerry killer there uh, this army yeah this army guy is gonna come and it's gonna be I, a part of me felt like okay if scott frost think about it from his perspective like he understands the situation this is kind of a one-year thing you got to go get it done yeah now or 
it's maybe not going to work out. And in that sort of scenario, I find it hard to believe, like, Frost, if he's going to go down, I think he's going to go down running the the philosophy that he knows yeah. best and got him to this point. You yeah. know, like, what you don't want to do is 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 try to become something you're not. If maybe Frost isn't necessarily a, a, a guy that that wants to just, and that's a hard shift to make like that. And so yeah. I guess for me, I th- I've always kind of felt like this was going to be more of the higher, uh, that it was going to be more of someone that is shares a philosophical style yeah. vision to Frost, then, then all of a sudden it's going to be, you know, huddling up, uh, off tackle, huddle up, yeah, chew or the, like, true, tr- like true, true option, option. Like I, the only, I the coastal Carolina was like very com- corn. It's very comparable to our yeah. current state of our offense, right? This year, I thought that was the only thing that would like. But then it's also like, well, does that make sense to do? Um, other than you just want you want continuity almost, but um. To me, it sounds like this hire, it's like it's it's giving somebody that does kind of what, like you said, what Frost wants to do is still attack with the passing game uh, and still be spread. And this is a guy with some seasoning that can do it. And Frost is going to step away and sort of like right. CEO it. But like, it's not going to be the full right. sale change. Again, we're not, I hope people, uh, again, we don't, I don't have enough information to know exactly what this is we're ultimately going to look like. Yeah. Just going off of the numbers, but certainly we're not suggesting this is going to be, Nebraska is going to be throwing the ball 67 times a game next year. But it, I think if for some people thought there was going to be this power run game coming to Lincoln, I don't think that's the case. Um, yeah, but I mean, o- overall, I like it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's just like, there's a few teams like Minnesota, Iowa, Everybody in the Wisconsin, West. I mean, they like it, it's too tight. It's this like, it's just like ball control, ball control, play well, actions, yes. throw it to your tight ends. Like it's very, it's a, it is truly just a philosophy. You play defense, play special teams, and that's how you win games, right? You don't lose them. Um, and like, I just don't know that we're fully. That's not maybe that's just not Scott's way of wanting to do it. Right. Anything we're missing on Whipple? Do you want to move on to Mickey? Let's go. Let's go to Mickey. Mickey Joseph is going to be the wide receiver coach, the associate head coach, and I believe he got the recruiting coordinator title as well. First of all, he's a former player, yeah. which is only a good thing. He knows Nebraska. That's he knows Nebraska, and not to say you don't – you care in a different way. It's not that uh, Scott Frost or Barrett Rude didn't care about Central Florida and give it everything they had, but it's just different. It just is. It's, I mean, it's it's your alma mater. It's yeah. like you know, Mickey went through the battles here. You know, he he has love for the fans, and the fans have love for him already. And when you're out there selling this, he can say, "Look, dude, I people, lived it. I came from Louisiana. I lived it. I was a starting quarterback for Nebraska. It's amazing. Trust me." Right. He lived it. It's a different message. Totally. So I think that's first thing I want to write down was that's only a good thing. Yeah. The other thing, obviously, is recruiting. I mean, that's what the main thing with this guy is a big time recruiter. There's Jamar Chase, all the different guys that he, I mean, yeah. you th- that LSU team with Burrow, that was one of the most electric every Saturday offenses you've ever seen in your life. And Mickey Joseph, I mean, he was a big part in recruiting and was on staff for that. Yeah. So, I mean, he got Jamar Chase too. Like, yeah. that's the thing is like, when you go get one of the top 10 guys in the country, I don't think people understand like how competitive that actually right. is. Like, that is like, like, if you ever worked in a sales job and it's like, it's like the account of the account that right. you've never got, like, it's like that time, like, yeah. yeah, on a national stage where people right. are watching you. Like, it's hard to do. And it's, it's, to get a guy that changes a program like that guy did, you know, now he's like, you know, first round pick playing with Joe Burrow. I mean, it's, 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 it's a program changing type of get. And we haven't had anybody here do that. That's the thing. I mean, just, just in, in 20 dumb years, it down, dumb it down on a simple level. Exactly where you were going with that. Like Nebraska hasn't had a Jamar chase. Sue, I think, uh, You'd go Sue's the well, last from, guy. from the offensive. I'm, I'm just going from the yeah. offensive side of the ball. You haven't had the equivalent. I mean, the last guy that was like truly a transcendent 
I mean, Lawrence Phillips. Lawrence Phillips, Eric Crouch. Crouch was an Omaha guy. That's just like that right. Was, I know that's different. He ran me. Amir Abdullah was good. He was. But Amir was a three star. Like right. Like, I'm talking like the guy that you know. The like, guy. The guy. Yeah. And um, so, and that that then came on and had the career to back yeah. it up. I just it, Nebraska has had that guy, and Nebraska just needs more elite difference making skill guys. Yeah, we do. And Mickey Joseph, that's as much as the Nebraska has a litany of issues. On one of those issues you write down is they don't have enough difference making skill guys. Yeah. I, and he can help with that. Yeah. I think we were, we look at recruiting and I, I think to me, if you had said we hired Scott Frost after what they did at UCF, I thought we were going to be a slam dunk presence in Florida. I think probably our biggest failure is our that staff's failure to recruit Florida. Right. Like for whatever they did and the ties they had, they just weren't able to do it. Or like, they got the wrong, like, I don't want to say the wrong guys, but like the guys they did get. Well, I mean, they got guys that, that they either didn't pan out or they left. Right. Like it was bizarre how we just didn't. That didn't, didn't pay off. Yeah, we didn't pay off there. So now it's almost like, yeah, we'll still recruit that Florida some. We've done a decent job in Georgia. We've gotten a couple players there. Um, but, like, Mickey Joseph's going to give us a chance in especially Louisiana. That's his bread and butter. Like, I mean, it's just uh, – it's like tapping into the vein of something, right? Yes. Like he's, a, he's got the vein of Louisiana, and that gives us a chance to win in a good uh, recruiting ground that, like, we just missed. I think we just – we totally whiffed Florida for three, four years, and – this is a new opportunity to sort of like go, okay, can we plant our flag somewhere else? Well, yeah. I mean, I think there was a window too of Scott Frost was the hottest name in, in football. And yet, and, and that window was open and it shut and they didn't get enough for it. But I think bringing in Mickey Joseph, having the presence of Mark Whipple opens a different kind of window yeah. in the moment. And not only can Mickey Joseph recruit Louisiana, he can recruit LSU players, LSU commits that because they're, you know, who knows if they want it, some of these guys, I know they've been on a couple of, uh, whether it's running, I think it's a running back and a wide receiver commit to LSU, whether they want to go play for Brian Kelly or not. So, and then the, the biggest thing is this Miles Brennan, the, this the LSU yeah. quarterback that's in the transfer portal that Nebraska is reportedly really in on this dude hard to the point where Nebraska had this was we're recording this on a, what is today Thursday it's almost five o'clock yeah. but uh Nebraska was going to bring in an Akron quarterback and that went away which makes you wonder go well maybe by the time we post this maybe there's some news or whatever but so it's not, I guess the reason I bring that up is it's not just the high school ties. It's LSU. It's LSU ties on a variety of fronts. And because that staff is in flux, you can, if you can pluck a handful of LSU commits and LSU players and get them to come to Lincoln. Yeah. Well, and even Whipple. So you got LSU and you got Whipple. Now with this transfer portal, it's not just this year, it's the next two years or so, two, right. three years. These guys have guys they recruited that may or may not now jump in the portal. So you got two more schools that you can kind of be like, you can pluck from a little yeah, bit. I mean, yeah. And Mickey and Whipple are guys that like, I mean, they had dudes under them that like, right. And dudes they recruited that, you know, that will trust them and want to come play for totally. them. So it's, it's like what happened with at a different level of what, like when Noah Vedral followed Frost to Lincoln, like no doubt. He, there's, there's maybe some player at Pitt that's like, I want to go, I, I want to I want to play in Whipple's offense. All we need is one or two, like one or two a year from those schools, and right. it's a win for us. Right, right. Know? So, former player, great thing. Uh, recruiting guy's track record is you know one of the best. He's he means one of the best recruiters in the country. Yeah, great ties to an area that Nebraska needs to have ties into. Great ties to a program at LSU that they can maybe go, you know, wet bandits scour through and <laughs> take all take take some toys out of LSU's locker room. Uh I don't really see any negatives with Mickey Joseph. Like none. I mean I mean had, I, I'm I guess we haven't really talked about how good the coach he is, but like to me it's like 
I look at our receiver position for four years. I'm like, look, there's nothing that happened here that I feel like he had the standard he has to beat is not that high. So, I mean, right. at this point, I think looking what he did at LSU, I just assume he, it's going to be an improvement just in terms of actual on the field totally, coaching. Totally. Let alone recruiting, I guarantee we've got. So, I feel great about Mickey Joseph. Yeah. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that – has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Missing anything? You want to go to Rayola? Let's go to Rayola. Donovan Rayola. Going to be the offensive line coach. He was a guy that was, uh, obviously, Dominic Rayola. We said it. His his brother. Uh, he was a starting offensive lineman in Wisconsin. He was honorable mention all Big Ten a few times. He was also a captain yeah. on, on the team at Wisconsin. He was a Notre Dame graduate assistant for a few years. He's been the Bears' uh, assistant offensive line coach. So he's, he's young, uh, hasn't really recruited but great family bloodlines. Uh, I think when, when he obviously was a very successful player at at Wisconsin. Yeah. And anytime I think you can kind of have that NFL tag with you, yeah, that's a good hurt. thing as well. I mean, what's interesting about this hire is that he wasn't a a full time coach ever. Like yeah. he was an ass- a full time assistant, right? That's why it makes it hard to be even like. I don't know how to view this. I think he, there must be a lot of trust there between Royola, the Royolas, and Frost. I mean, Frost obviously played with Dominic, right, um, and knows him well. And um, I think obviously that you know, he, this guy must be pretty dang good. It, right. He must be good enough that, or impressive enough that if you haven't even had the full experience of being like, hey, I'm an, a true well, offensive line coach for college or pro. Um, to get that job. I mean, because it is a big, it's, it's a big, big job. It's a big step. So, um, I mean, you see what they're getting with Whipple and Mickey Joseph. Like they're hiring big time guys. So that's a really, um, that's really a compliment to Riola that he got that that spot. When right. I know they they were talking to the guy from Notre Dame, like the Notre Dame's offensive line coach. So they picked him over the Notre Dame coach, which tells you like. That's not a joke. Something. Notre Dame's been sending dudes to pros right. at that position right. group for quite so, a while. So in some ways, I almost I got to give Frost the benefit of the doubt that he sees something in Donovan Raiola that blew him away enough to for it to be a guy that, if you just look at their resume, it's a pretty meh resume with not a lot of experience. It's not full-time experience. It's kind of odd, actually. So... I think it's it's just it's he's the hardest one for me to judge. I just don't. There's just not a lot to judge. So here's here's there's always a moment where somebody get goes from assistant to full time, right? And that's a that's like a you don't know till a couple years later how like if you're right or you're wrong there. It's a lot easier when that per, when you hire somebody that's been established as a full time coach. But someone's got to like, get a shot somewhere. Got, everybody like, has to. To me, it's like it doesn't matter to me if he's been a full-time coach or not, if he's that good. Because well, if somebody's that good, you hire him. Now, if you don't know he's that good, that's where it's like, well, what are you doing? Then, well, right? then you take the proven. There, there's a pretty good example. Your brother. Your brother had never been a uh, – you know, he had been on staff at Central Florida yeah. but wasn't a – full-time guy that was recruiting, running meetings, had his own position group on the field every day. Like, he hadn't done that either. 
and look at the job that he's done so far. That room yeah. with Reimer and Hendricks has really performed at a high level. And so sometimes it's like you either got it or you don't. And if you see something in someone, yeah. you can you can pull the trigger. Sure, it's nice to have have a you know a a you know you just Wikipedia Whipple's like Wikipedia is super long with all this stuff. Sure, it'd be sure. nice to be able to have a, a bunch of stuff like that, but that's not how it always works out. No, and and the the, the unique part is not that this is his first job, because um, that happens all the time. Everybody's got to get their first job at some point. What's unique is that it's not somebody that was formerly under frost right that's what's unique there is the 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 riola connection that the no doubt is a big part of this right right. but it's also like just because somebody's got a resume doesn't mean they're a good coach we've all been around a lot of coaches ahead they've had 20 jobs in 20 years and they can say i've got a lot of experience and they've been bad at a lot of places so i'm not against like somebody without like the the tenure if they're really good totally agree. if you see greatness in them it doesn't matter um but it's it, this is a unique hire it's unique in the sense of it's like it's from the pros but not a starting i mean not a uh full the 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 main line coach is the assistant right right the other thing not that you never know how they're thinking with these things but this, you've seen, you've seen things like this happen all the time in college recruiting. Don't forget, Dylan Riola. Nick, that has nothing to do with this. I mean, I, Nick, <laughs> Nick, that would never play a part in this. I mean, I saw. <laughs> hey, it. Hey. I mean, you see it all the time, right? I mean, I knew when when I was leaving Kansas, we brought in Mario Chalmers, and then we were hiring I, Mario Chalmers' dad, and I remember being like. This Mario guy must be pretty good. Wow. And Mario ended up hitting the biggest shot in Kansas his, in Kansas basketball history to to send it to OT in the 08 national title game. But I, I, it's got to be Nick, something. I mean, there's... So a long time ago, I tried to hire this this uh, lady. I forget her first name, but her last name was James, and she's from uh, Akron, Ohio. She was just a great employee. I just needed, I needed her you needed, specifically. You needed, yeah. You needed, yeah. Turned out her son became a great basketball player. That's right. Player. And he, didn't, he, totally, didn't come to college. Yeah. he didn't go to college didn't all, but out. she was going to be a great hire. Yes. Nothing to do with her son. Nothing to do with, with her son. It's, first name was L. Larry James, LeBron <laughs> I James. I don't know what it was. What but the bottom line is, if you don't know Dylan Raiola, this is Donovan's nephew. Is Dominic Raiola's son. He's a four-star recruit. He's a top 50 player. He's got offers from Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, Texas, Texas A&M, and obviously Nebraska as well. When this announcement got made, there was a certain someone by the name of Dylan Raiola that tweeted about it. You just... I mean, here's the thing, though. I think it's, it's... It's doing. Uh, it's a. It's like a bonus. It's, it, it's, like, do, it's doing Dominic uh, an insult to say he only gets the job. It's just. I think this is one of those things. Like it's not the cake. It's the icing. That's right? what I'm saying. Like it's like would, the cake is the guy must be a good coach. Right is what I'm assuming, and it just is nice that his nephew is a good player. It's just one extra it thing. It just adds, yeah, when but you're you don't down, hire the guy for that. So no. we, we shouldn't say that that's why he got hired. No, that's, I'm, not, I'm not certainly no, suggesting I, that. And that's but, what I'm saying. I don't yeah. want to, even though I'm, I talk, I'm talking my noise. No, 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 but, but that's, I, it's one of those things that when you're, when you're pro con in this thing, if you're frost, you go, well, I mean, a part of the pros that have nece- not necessarily anything to do with the true coaching acumen, you go, his brother, one of the all-time greats here. Yeah, that's, yeah. There's bloodlines there. Speaking of bloodlines, Dylan, yeah, would be a potentially program-changing quarterback to land. So I'm Let just, just it's worth throwing. If my out. nephew, I have a couple of them now. Yeah. If any of my nephews can play ball and I can get a, a coaching job somewhere, I'm gonna try to recruit them. Yes, I'm gonna say, come play for me. Right. I. Because now you just made that, you know, ultimately, let's say things work out with, with Riola. I mean, when Dylan Riola is choosing where he wants to go, you're going to have to say no to your dad's alma mater, where he's one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Your uncle is on staff there. That's that just... Well, here's where it helps. I don't think, you know, if the kid doesn't want to... But if but, the kid doesn't want to go here... And first of all... I, I hope the kid's as good as he's been made out to. I don't even know how good I, he is. I don't either. I think it's just this is like when you got Bama and Ohio State offers. To me, those are like it's usually 
It's like Costanza when he had the picture of the supermodel and he could show other supermodels. Like, I used to date her, and they're like, oh, you want to buy me a drink? Like, to me, it's like you get a Bama and Ohio State offer as a quarterback. It's like pretty good. That's, you know. Those guys do their homework. They do. They're not taking drinks with anybody. It's like a stock tip, right? Like, if you know a certain person that you just totally trust and they're buying, you buy. Don't even worry about it. Don't even study. Just buy that, too. So we spent too much time in this. I didn't mean to denigrate donovan but i'm just saying it's a part again it's it's a pro it con. It's, it's, i say dominic it's I, i've been showing it's dominic this is donovan we're nebraska's hiring donovan rayola Do, yes well so i got confused so there's don there's Don, donovan no. dominic and dylan dylan that's right i was thinking dylan and i feel like matt damon and good one like Ricky Bobby Tommy Ricky Billy Billy Tommy Tommy say, say, say again. again say again Ricky Bobby Tommy Billy <laughs> Willie Tommy <laughs> and me I got Dylan Dominic Donovan but Dylan Dominic Donovan Dylan Dominic Donovan Dilly Dobby Dongy Dylan Donovan Donovan Dennis Ready We're having duck We're having duck We're having duck and uh Dylan Donovan Dominic I hope you're not drunk Dennis Ready We're having duck it's oh. not even a joke. I know it's funny. <laughs> you think it's great? Oh, it's great. The Rayola, the Rayola mom calling him for dinner. This has got to be a good time. Uh, anything we're missing on Donovan oh, Rayola? God, I guess not. Oh. oh God. So there you go. I guess now the question becomes: There's a few things I want to hit before we get out of here. Still got a running backs coach situation. It sounds like. Things are trending towards it being Ron Brown. Ron Brown's been out on the on the recruiting trail. Uh, we'll see on that. Yeah, we'll know. Uh, there's also that special teams coordinator situation looming out there. There are various reports from people that that Frost has a desire to want to hire a full-time special teams coordinator. Now, how the numbers work with that is to be determined. You only have 10 assistant coaching spots, and if you – you know, if you bring on a you, a running backs coach and a special teams coordinator, something's got to give. We'll see what all that ends up looking like. Um, but it, but so there's still a little. It's not like this staff is completely finished yet. Like yeah. there's still a few things uh, that that need to happen. One of the few other things. I was, and maybe this is happening, and we don't. Maybe it happened behind the scenes or whatever. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about the Dylans and the Dominics and the Dylan Donovan Dominic. We're having duck. Don't tell me you're drunk. Get it time. So stupid. Okay, but one of the things that is good is I was curious if there'd be some people trying to pluck away some Nebraska defensive coaches. Maybe this has happened and and they got mutumboed by Fisher and whoever. But like you haven't really heard of of anybody trying to hire away those guys there's certainly the the carousel is still spinning but that's a that's a positive thing yeah i think those i i kind of had that thought too um but i think in the end the teams that win the most get the most coaches plucked it's sort of like the way it is same reason like the Totally agree same way if you look at the nfl draft the teams that win the most more guys get drafted it's just like it's it's we lost too many games for us to sort of be like the team. Like, you know, we got to get anybody from Nebraska staff right now, even though like, I think if you were to look at what that staff did on defensive side of the ball, like it's, they did a pretty dang good job. Right. But if we win eight games, they do the exact same thing. I bet you there's more interest. It's, it's a great point because like right now for as much as we all felt like Eric Chenander did a great job this year, it's not a great press conference to be like he went three and nine it's here's our new head coach eric chenander you know win, our it's new wins new, and like, losses that, like, and so you're right uh if we win 11 games like chins has a chance for head coaching jobs yes that's how this thing works or even you go you, you go eight and four you you have a chance to maybe i don't know yeah like the level like if you go if you go undefeated your d coordinator's got a chance at a good job around the country right if you go eight and four he has maybe a lower tier job, right? Totally. Then he's like, well, the Akron job, you know, it's like, yeah, it's that, yeah. like, it's a different level. So you're right. There. So, so the winning probably curtailed any sort of people sniffing around, which is good because you want to keep as much continuity on the one side of the ball that was working. Speaking of continuity, there's been some players that have, have an, 
declare for the NFL draft or hit the portal. Adrian Martinez, Austin Allen, we already knew about, Damian Daniels, which that one was like, ah, I don't know why that one hurt it's our me. boy Snacks. Snacks. It's like, you want more snacks? You, all you got to do is ask. Were we not feeding this we kid? We don't feel good. I mean, was he complaining about his snack? Did we take? take away his snacks? I don't understand how snacks didn't get enough snacks I don't. Here. I actually, that one confuses me a little bit. Not in the sense of, like, I wish him the best. He, he, I really thought he did a great job this year. I, I'm only saying because I want him back. Like, selfishly, I want him to come back. Well, that's it. And I don't know that it wouldn't be good for him to have another year, like, where he gets to kind of be the guy and maybe improve his chances. I didn't necessarily think, when I look at him like, oh, this dude's like NFL body, NFL. I think he's a hell of a player. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's a first, second, third round guy, but I, not I, Todd McShay or, Matt I don't know. Taylor. I think another year, I think his, he's got his body better I'm saying now. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah at, like, another year getting his body right. And just, I think that might've helped him. Maybe he feels like this is his best moment to make a jump. And so you got to give it to him. So I, Anybody that's played their heart out for us, I I totally like to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To no, back, that, that's but, why it's a weird thing. But I, I I'm selfishly I want him to come me back. Me too. And he didn't come. Well, that's because all the all these guys. I mean, Martinez. We've had a bunch of conversations about that. I think this is. I I anticipated this. I did too. And it's weird because like, I think someone. I don't know why. Someone puts a gun to my head and says you like. Do you want Martinez to stay or leave? I feel like I would say like he probably needs to leave, but I also at the same time like I have the extreme confidence in him go ki- going and like killing it somewhere else. So it's weird. Like I, I don't have him like, to be in like my little like the like this is our room of <laughs> complete backupness. We're gonna put Adrian Martinez in here. We're gonna close the door. He doesn't get to be with anyone else. But if we decide that for some reason we want him in August 3rd, we can have him. Like you, yeah, you can like. Like he's like, we put him on like him layaway. Away. He's yeah, like put on, on layaway. layaway. He's, he's Nebraska's, but no one else gets to you. Gets, yeah, gets it's to a really play like, him a quarterback. It's, it's, it's a this, weird thing, but you understand what I'm saying? Where I'm like, yeah, he probably needed like, to, to have someone else. I don't want to go to Minnesota. Okay, I watched him after that Minnesota game, and P.J. Fleck really showed too much love to yeah. him. I was like, don't you show that much love to him. Touch him. And then, like, if he went to, like, Minnesota next year, I'd be like, I'd be so pissed off. I don't think that's going to happen. I think. Everybody's saying K-State. K-State, his, his girl. girlfriend goes there. But I, I don't know. know he, at the same time, like, yeah. you've already done the long distance thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think if I my advice to Adrian would be, like, don't, I mean, make this decision based on football, not necessarily your girlfriend right now. You yeah, know, you've he, already done. He the, went to Cal, and he's from Northern California. From Fresno. So yeah. that's why I think he's either, when you transfer, a lot of transfers, Wandell goes to Kentucky. I came back here. Lots of times you you gravitate closer to home. I think he ends up somewhere on the in the Pac-12 or the West Coast. Uh, I think that's probably a and, better fit for him, too. Right. But it, it's just, it's a weird thing. But, Nevertheless, that Cam Taylor Britt's another guy. Uh, and then there's also reports that Cam Jurgens, O'Doyle. Our boy O'Doyle needs O'Doyle, to stay. I mean, O'Doyle, that, O'Doyle needs to stay because he could be a freaking like second round draft that's pick. That's what I think. He is such a specimen physically. I think maybe, you know, especially Rayola was a center. So maybe that's some good juju there. Oh, like they can. Yeah. I feel they like they're going to get in a room and it's just going to be a lot of a Doyle in each other. You, my name's a Doyle. What's your name? A Doyle. You, wait a minute. You're a Doyle. A Doyle rules. A Doyle rules. A Doyle rules. A Doyle rules. rules. That's what I. So. A Doyle rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they can you say. got one personal <laughs> foul in Oklahoma. And well, he got multiple. He was. He when woke he up was, that day in Norman and. He had watched Billy Madison the night before, and he woke up feeling some type of way about. He was fifty yards down the field. Who didn't love that? Doiling some people. He he was fifty. He pulled on a screen, (laughs) fifty-five yards down the field, and doiled a guy. I loved it, and I will back that. You know, there's some NFL teams that when they're watching that, they're like drooling over that. NFL line coaches aren't mad at that play. No. They don't the care. fact that he's got a little O'Doyle in him, I think they like oh, it. God, you can't. Hey, there's like, you're either born with O'Doyle or you're not. 
He was And if you're not, you can't, you can't get it. You don't get, you can't artificially make O'Doyle. It is born in O'Doyle rules. Oh. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. I got to talk to you guys about something. The Eagles ran Philly special in Super Bowl 52, right? Remember that trick play? It was incredible. It was amazing. Well, Runza has huddled up, and they got their own version of Philly special. How about a Philly-style Runza? Oh, man. For a limited time only, you can get a Philly-style Runza. Everything you love about a Philly combined with everything you love about a Runza wrapped up into one. So if you got a hunger as big as the Sixers center Joel Embiid, you need the Philly-style Runza. You got green peppers, grilled onions, steak seasoning, Swiss cheese, and, of course, juicy, delicious, succulent steak all wrapped into a Runza. Oh, my goodness. The combination of steak and Runza. I mean, that's kind of like the combination of Adrian Martinez and Samari Torre. It's just fantastic. So get your Philly game right. Get your Philly-style Runza game right. Again, this is for a limited time only. So head out to Runza today and get a Philly-style Runza. Runza makes it all better. The bottom line is, and then Cam Taylor, with uh, Cam Taylor, Britt, Cam Jurgens, Damian Daniels, Austin Allen, Adrian Martinez. Like the one thing I was thinking about is like, and sometimes I think we talk out of both sides of our mouth, like you need more talent. But then I'm like, Nebraska needs to go into the portal and find dudes that are just as good or better than Adrian Martinez, Austin Allen, Damian Daniels, Cam Taylor, Britt, and maybe even Cam Jurgens. That's not the easiest thing to do in the world. No, Jurgens. I, I hope Jurgens. Hopefully, Royola. Can. Allen's Allen's an All Big Ten tight end. But the good thing is we got Vokalek. Before we get ahead of ourselves, Fedoni's still got a lot of potential, apparently. But uh, don't you ever poo-poo Fedoni? We're all I won't. We're all in on. It. But I, I I always forget like Austin Allen is a big, All Big Ten tight yes. end now. So it's like it's he hard. became the best offense. Like, yeah, he, he became was, our best guy. Yeah. So, but really, it's like we need DBs, man. We need corners and safeties because they missed for years on those yeah and they, I, I don't know that the guys we got now are like ready to like dominate so we need somebody to help out there um and then pass we need a pass rusher and we need maybe another offensive lineman running yeah. back and a running back and a receiver i mean i mean there's a lot of needs that you got to go in the portal and get but it's just i'd be because there's no doubt you got to go bring in some elite dudes in the portal but man i'd feel Think how much it'd make a big difference if if you knew Austin Allen, Damian Daniels, Cam Taylor Britt, all those guys were oh, coming man. back. That would be nice. That would be very nice. So we'll we'll see. And the, the, Phil Darius Payne, I think, entered the portal, but I don't. I don't. He kind of was a non-factor a second part of the year. I yeah. don't know really what happened with him. I don't either. But um, I I would like to see him stay just because we're thin at that position, but. That tells you more like if he's leaving, we need somebody else. Somebody else on the outside that that can rush the pass. I do wonder what the timeline is. You know, Nebraska is not necessarily up against it. We already talked about it with the sign with the December 15th early signing day thing. But I wonder what the timeline is for the portal, because I think most of the time these guys want to be there by the start of the conditioning stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, things are going to move things. I think the next two weeks, it's all going down. Right. Right. They, hopefully, you get a difference. Mate. You got to find the quarterback. Quarterback's number one. Yeah. Quarterback to work with Whipple. Um, they might even bring in like a few quarterbacks. If you, I think if you can, you do. I mean, at this and point, then you have Smothers, Smothers, Smothers and, and hands I, off my hiney. Yeah. I, I don't know where they would stand with, with Whipple. So, I mean, that's it's almost like they're trying out again. Right. Because you wonder what, yeah, you wonder if they want to stay. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think Harburg stays. I think it's more the Smothers. If if Whipple's going to change things up, and it's a little bit more pro style, that would fit Harburg, Harburg better more. than it would Smothers. Smothers really, is more of a runner. It seemed like it to me. He seemed more of like a Milton type. Yeah, where it's like run, run, throw, but like definitely not just like pocket passer. Right. So we'll see with with Smothers how that fits, but um. And there, there's about four or five positions they need to How fill. would you rank? So we'd go quarterback one, 
terms of most important, uh, would you put pass rusher too? Pass rusher and or running back. Yeah. Pass rusher, running back. Maybe running back. O-line receiver and DB. I think I'd go quarterback one. You probably need a pass rusher. I mean, I mean, if you could find, if you can find a good one, but it's like, good luck. It's that everybody, everybody's, everybody's going to be on them. Yeah. So, I mean, the reality of finding Aiden Hutchinson in the portal is probably pretty low. No, you're not getting that. But, but running back, you, I feel like you can go find a difference making running back, a difference making wide receiver in the portal. You can find a difference making quarterback, running back, and wide receiver in the portal. Yeah, and then hope that you can strike gold with one, some of those other guys. Yeah, I saw this one. This one guy we. Uh, we offered and like he, he was a good he's a good uh rush in from like a smaller school and like he had a good year he was like all conference and i think he's trying to make the jump from smaller Small to d1 yeah. to bigger and i think he had you know 30 offers in his first day you know like Crazy. it is a different world than the portal was two years ago right it's like they don't we don't think about it the same right, right? so um that's what so now it's like a different kind of recruiting Totally different. So we'll see what ends up happening, but things I would think are going to move pretty quick now for the transfer portal. But I know I'll have my eyes on this this here's, quarterback situation. Here's what's hard about the, the transfer portal that's a little different than high school recruiting is if it's a good transfer portal player and you tell them to come here, like you're pretty much saying the guy there ain't our guy. Right. Whereas high school kids, it's not necessarily that. But you kind of like with these guys, like if you're coming, you're coming to play. Right. Is what I gather. So there's a little bit of that, like that uh, awkward writing on the wall. Yeah. Of like what we're saying. Whipple goes and handpicks a quarterback in the portal. The writing's on the wall to Logan Smothers. Smothers is going, ooh, I don't like that. And even with the running backs. Now, none of these running backs can lay claim that like you know yeah. this is my position but same thing you know if mickey joseph brings in you know a, a big time running back he's probably coming in to play yeah but i think my tune has changed where i think we were way too concerned people's feelings oh like i mean we, we turned down year. we turned down joe burrow right we turned him down flat because we didn't want to we we had it we, we felt was our guy and, and didn't wanna we didn't want to rock that. that boat right now and, to me in, in this that, scenario, one year, and that's when they will wrap it up with this. It's and we have all off season to talk about, to talk about expectations for next year because we talk about, hey man, this is a one year thing. You got to get it right. Well, what does that really even mean? The thing that is is frustrating is you would kind of like to see what this would look like, and you can keep you. There's always going to be that thing you can keep telling yourself like. I'd like to see what Whipple, Mickey Joseph, and Rola look like in year three. In year two or three, you yes, know, Nick. That's why this happened, though. This happened to keep to not go to the full rebuild. And and to and me, I'm, I'm fine with that. That's, right. I'd rather. So see to it. me, I don't know what I don't look at next year as like they got to win ten games and be in the Big Ten title for Frost to keep his job. I think they got to win like seven games. And if show win, Nick, if they win six, they're fine. That's what I, I think. If they win six or seven, and it looked like it, it also the it's got to look because if you would have told me before the season they're going to go three and nine, I would have said, Oh my God, everybody's fired, right? Yeah. But how it looked was different, like than, than what you would conjure up with. Not all three and nine seasons are created equal, just like not all. Riley went nine and three in 2016, and that didn't feel like a nine and three team. No. So, so I guess that's the other thing I've been thinking about. It's like I want to see what Whipple, Joseph, and Rayola look like well, with some continuity yeah. now. I, I so, think I think that's I have confidence that it's it's because we have uh, it's like it's not a full rebuild. It's like hey, we got like most of the the house the foundation built, there and we're just, just we're just tacking on the new roof in a garage right? right like that to me is more what this is which i think we should see positive results faster so this is similar to my my first season in nebraska was 2003 they fired the whole defensive staff uh essentially and they hired a new offensive coordinator new running backs. I mean, it was a pretty like pretty significant yeah, right. job, but it was still Frank Solich, still the same strength, strength coaches, some of the same coaches around 
all the same sport. Like, so like it was Nebraska and the only thing new was they pieced in some coaches where like when you actually tear it down, like the next year, it feels like something totally different. Like it was still Nebraska with some like improved coaching aspects. Right. And it, we like, it was good for us. It changed things in the right way. The next year was like, guys that were out of water trying to figure out how to coach who's going to work for me. It's a different scenario. Yeah, that's a good point. The total rebuild. This is still frost. It's still like there's continuity. The culture stays. It's just the coaches are switched, yeah. plugged in. So it's a good point. And it's not a culture rebuild, right? A staff across the board rebuild, right? What well, and staff, you know, we've talked like you, Michigan can be, Michigan and, and Michigan State, for different reasons, can be positive examples and optimistic things to look at for next year of like, hey, Mel Tucker was able to scour the portal and find a lot of guys that came in and they looked, they had a pretty damn good year. Yeah. So you can find the right pieces in the portal and make it work right away. And then Michigan, you know, they fired Don Brown. They fired, they, they made a lot of changes on their staff and they hit the ground running and went up another level. Yeah. So I think you have some examples of like this can, and you talked about it. Like when, when Polini came in, in 2003, it changed right away. It was a positive change. Like right. I'm not saying even like kind of, it was extremely positive. Like he won the hearts and minds. Like right. I, I'm telling you, I still to this day don't know if I've ever had that kind of, belief and enthusiasm in a defensive unit that I saw that one year. Right. It was amazing. It was a special year and we blew it up. And so I, I, I just, I, I believe that this, this can work this sort of piecemealing in the, the new blood in this offensive staff. I think it, to me, it makes total sense. I feel pretty good about it. Me too. Me too. Any, any, I mean, I, we said we were going to go 30, 45 minutes. We went an hour. Uh, what's for dinner. Hey, Dylan Donovan, Dominic, ducks for dinner. Don't tell me you're drunk. Dinner time. That's so good. I don't know why. Dylan Donovan, Dylan Donovan, Dominic, eating stuff for dinner. I better not be drunk. A Media Production.